Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. We must be growing our knowledge. We must be growing in that area. Absolutely. But we cannot be so heavy handed on that aspect and forget to grow in the grace of God. Church, you need to take inventory of yourself. Where am I out of balance? Look at yourself. Evaluate it. Do a self-examination. Have a spiritual, mental, emotional, social checkup and evaluate your lifestyles because Proverbs is saying it's wise to analyze. Anybody feel the joy of the Lord in this place today? Anybody thankful for the joy of the Lord? Amen. Amen. No matter what we face in this life, amen, he gives us that joy that is unspeakable and it's always full of glory. Somebody said amen. 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 Grab your Bibles with me this morning and turn with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 28. Amen. We've been talking the past, uh, the past couple of Sundays about um, things that rob us of our, of our joy. They rob us of our, our passion for living for God. And um, I felt led. There was, a, there was some things that really stood out to me um, in the two weeks of talking about those things. And, and one of those that I, is, is one that I want to touch on today. Proverbs 28 and 2, just one scripture we're going to read. The Bible says, for the transgression of a land, many are the princes thereof, but by a man of understanding and knowledge, the state thereof shall be prolonged. But by a man of understanding and knowledge, the state thereof shall be prolonged. And I just want to talk to us just for the next little bit on this this title, Balance. Balance. Amen. Would you lay your Bibles down and help me pray this morning? Amen. I want to invite the Lord in. Lord, we love you today. God, we thank you for the opportunities, the moments that you've given us to share together, to fellowship, to worship. God, to open your word and receive what you would have for us. God, I pray right now for your anointing to fall in this place. God, speak to our hearts today. God, let everything we do today, God, bring you glory and honor and praise, which you are worthy to receive. Touch our hearts today. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. Balance. Balance. Um, I think if we're really honest uh, with ourselves, and this probably doesn't really, I don't really have to, have to twist your arm uh, today, um, I would say it is, it is a hard thing to find balance in this life. It is, it is a hard thing. And so when I, when I talk to you about balance, please know I'm talking to myself and I know the difficulty it is of trying to find that rhythm in life. And I do believe there is a rhythm. I do believe there, there is a rhythm that God wants us to be living in. He wants us to have a life that is, that is balanced. But I know it's a hard time. It's a hard thing. Spending, spending time at work versus spending time at home. We try to find that, we try to find that balance. And how, how do we balance that? 
What is the, we, we ask ourselves and we study and we try to figure it out. What is the proper amount of time to spend at home? What is the proper amount of time to spend at, at work or, or other places of gathered around close people? And we struggle to find balance on our lives. Or how about when you, when you are at home, there's a struggle for, for balance there too. Spending time, you know, do we spend time in enjoying the things that we, that we like to do, relaxing, building, uh, you know, uh, building relationships with family members, or do we spend time doing chores, how many know we have a to-do list that never gets done, uh, there are things, there are projects, Lord, there are, there's one piece of trim this long I still need to put up from three years ago, <laughs> three years ago. You know, and so we try to balance that out. But when I'm at home, I, I like to relax. I like to enjoy the family and, and, and do, do things like that. But it's like, where do I find the balance at? Because both are necessary. Both are necessary. And we struggle for balance. It's hard to maintain balance. Most of the time, we're probably tipped too far one way or the other. Either we work too much or not enough. Uh, or, or, or vice versa. Either we're too busy doing chores at home or we neglect them too much. It's easy to develop bad habits and live an unbalanced life. It's easy. But I believe God wants us to live balanced lives. If you think about the atom, the smallest particle of matter that makes up all matter that we know, it is so small that it numbs the imagination the diameter is less than 100 millionth of an inch. In essence, nothing but empty space to the point that if you should compress it to its very core, you could take a building like the Empire State Building and compress it into a space no larger than the eraser on the end of a pencil. And God, I believe, has put in His creation the effect of balance. The effect, the idea of balance itself is an icon of the current age. It is the goal of most people at some level of their lives to find balance. And, and everywhere you look, all over the world, the, the entire world is based on the principle of balance. The, the, the world of nature is perfectly balanced. The earth is, is tilted at a certain angle and it rotates at a certain number of miles per hour without any vibration. Vibration. The world that we live in is in balance. Okay, In nature, the ecologists, they study the ecosystems where the food chain and the checks and balances in nature take care of each other. In your body, doctors say that when you get sick, it is an imbalance in your body. Health comes when your body is restored to what? Balance. Balance. All through your life and everything we look at, it all focuses towards equilibrium. It all focuses towards the principle of balance. And God wants our personal lives to be balanced, in rhythm with everything that is going on. I said this last week and I'll say it again today. One of the most common problems that I see when dealing with people through ministry is the problem of imbalance. The problem, so many people are trying to make it through life being unbalanced, and we know that's hard. That's a hard thing. You see, 
Imbalance is a disease that has many different symptoms, but the root is the same. You can be imbalanced in anything, anything. Sleeping, yes. Eating, yes. Work, play, yes. The way you use your time, yes. It is possible for you to be imbalanced. And here's the problem. Most of our focus goes toward, how should I say this? Most of our focus goes toward that of our public life. And then our private life kind of somehow gets neglected. There's, we, lose, we lose balance. We work on how we, how we look and how we smile and how, how we are, uh, appear to other people. But nobody sees our private life. Okay? And what happens is sometimes we let that part of us slide just a little bit because it's not out in the open. Okay? Here's a quote that I ran across, and I have to agree completely with this statement. People's lives are like poor photographs, overexposed and underdeveloped. People's lives are like poor photographs. They are overexposed and underdeveloped. You see, a lot of lives are overexposed. Everybody sees us and everybody knows us. And we have contact with a lot of people. But our private lives sometimes get underdeveloped. And we desperately need that balance in our lives. And without that balance, the pendulum will just, it will just swing too heavy in one direction. And the other part of us will fall. The other part of us will fail. And here's what happens in our personal life when our personal life is not balanced. Number one, frustration. Everybody say frustration. 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 Have you ever been to the circus before? I'm not going to judge you. I love the circus. <laughs> or I remember going on a, on a family trip to, to Gatlinburg, and we, we went to this, to this comedy uh, barn uh, type thing. And, and they have them at there too, but at the circus stuff, you, you have those, those guys who get up there and they juggle stuff. Okay? And they'll juggle chainsaws and elephants and all kinds of stuff. And you're like, what is he going to juggle next? Okay, does anybody remember where they take those poles and they'll spin like a plate on this one? And then they'll take another one and they'll spin it on this one. And then another one and spin the dish on this one and so and so. And so they get like, they get like a whole pantry full of dishes that are just spinning on these dowel rods, okay? And, and what I've noticed is that once he gets to like number nine... Okay, spinning. All of a sudden, number one starts to lose its steam a little bit, and he has to go back over and he has to respin that one. And then number four is starting to lose it, and so he goes back over there and he's running back and forth and he's trying to make this one still go and this one, and it's doing a good job. He's doing his act and stuff like that. Does anybody ever feel that way about life? You, you go from this thing to, to that thing, and all of a sudden this is going out, and oh man, my brakes just went out in my car, and I got to get that fixed, and oh man, this is going wrong at work. Oh, and then I get home, and the door needs fixed, and all of a sudden this is going out of whack, and we're running to and fro, and we're going all over the place, and we're trying to fix everything else, and we're starting to have issues. This is how a lot of people's lives are. 
We go from this to that. We work on this area a little bit and we stop. And we work on this area a little bit and we stop. And we work on our finances a little bit and we stop. And then another area gets going out and all of a sudden we're what? Frustrated. We're frustrated because why? Everything is out of balance. Just about the time you get one thing in balance, the other one starts to fall off. Frustration is a result of imbalance in your life. Frustration. A second thing that happens when our personal lives are not in balance is this. Fatigue. Fatigue. You get tired when your life is out of balance. And anybody who's ever bought a car or a new set of tires, you know what you got to do with that new set of tires? You got to go get them what? Balanced. Balanced. If the tires on your car are not balanced, you're going to have a bumpy ride, my friend. Not a cool bumpy ride. You know, some of those cars and stuff like that. Not a cool bumpy ride. There are going to be vibrations and the car doesn't handle the shocks and the bumps so well. And that's what happens in our lives when we get, when we get imbalanced. Eventually, what happens to a tire, it, it would begin to rub in the wrong place, which can lead to a tire blowing out going 60 miles an hour down the road. It's the same thing with our lives if we're not careful. One difference is tires blow out but people burn out and it's all because of imbalance we get worn out we get tired frustration sets in and fatigue sets in and they're all a result of a life that is out of balance trying to juggle everything Luke chapter 2 we see a perfect example of a life that is balanced. Luke chapter 2, Luke writes, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus increased in wisdom, stature, and favor. He grew in these areas. He grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. He grew in favor with God and man. He developed spiritually. He grew in favor with man. He developed socially. He was a perfect picture of a balanced life. I believe that the areas that Jesus grew in are the same areas that you and I should be growing in. And I want to touch on these this morning. We need to increase in wisdom. We need to increase in wisdom. What is that? What is it talking about? It's talking about mental balance. Mental balance. We need to be mentally balanced. Romans 12, 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let me ask you this morning, what are you transformed by? Are we transformed by willpower? No. Are we transformed by working real hard? Are we transformed by being the good student in our class? No. This is how we're transformed. By renewing your mind. 
That's where we're transformed. So what you think about affects your life. And you, my friend, we need mental balance. We need to be balanced mentally. We need to increase in, in, in wisdom. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We have to be what? Dwelling on the right things. Dwelling on the good things. Dwelling on the pure things. Dwelling on the holy things. To be kingdom minded is to be balanced mentally. I love Psalms 1 when it's talking about the blessed man. It says this. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. He wakes up in the morning thinking about the law. He goes to bed thinking about the law. And I don't think he's going to bed thinking about all of the different intricacies. of You know, thinking, oh, I love it that the, that the garment has to be this way. And the robe has to be this color and things like that. I think he's just thinking, God, you are are so good you are so great because that's what the law is it was all about relationship with with God and so he goes to bed thanking God you are good waking up thanking God you are good friend this is how you can have a balanced mind he meditates on it day and night how do you have balance you balance it by screening the things that come into your mind screening those things you just don't allow anything to come into your thought life you maintain by balance by choosing what you're going to think about Jesus said, when you know the truth, the truth will what? Set you free. When you fill your mind with truth, when you fill your mind with joy, when you fill your mind with love, when you fill your mind with the things of God, I believe that freedom comes by having those right kinds of thoughts, true thoughts. I want to dwell on the truth. I want to dwell on hero Israel. The Lord our God is one. I want to dwell on the truth. Be baptized in the name of Jesus. Jesus and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I want to dwell on those things that set me free. That set me free. The Bible says that he increased in wisdom. He also increased in stature. That means he grew physically. He grew physically. It doesn't say that Jesus was in the weight room benching 315 or anything like that, but he took care of himself. He grew physically. I believe, church, along with mental balance, you and I need to have physical balance. We need to be balanced physically. 1 Corinthians 6 says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. And in your spirit, which are God's. We need physical balance. When we don't take care of our bodies, it affects everything else. Yes. Balance. Did anybody read the, the Peanuts cartoons in the newspaper? Peanuts, Charlie Brown. Anybody ever heard of Charlie Brown? <laughs> there, was this, there was this one. They were out on the baseball field, and, and uh, Lucy's in the outfield, and there was a pop fly, and... She's running over and she's running as fast as she can. Charlie Brown's a pitcher and she's like, she's like, I got it, I got it, I got it. And then all of a sudden the ball flies overhead and drops on the ground and she picks it up and she throws it into Charlie Brown and she says, sorry manager. She says, my body just doesn't want to 
seem to do what my brain tells it to do. Charlie Brown says, I can understand that. He said, my body and my brain, they haven't spoken to each other in years. There's no, there's no physical balance. There's no physical balance. And I could spend a whole lot of time on this. I just want to say this. You can change if you want to. You can change if you want to. But you need to be balanced physically. You need to take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Jesus grew in stature. We should grow in stature. <clears throat> We also need to be balanced spiritually. 2 Peter 3.18 says, Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You do two things as a Christian, to grow as a Christian. You grow in grace and you grow in knowledge. The knowledge of Jesus Christ. You have intellectual growth. You know about the content of the Bible. You also grow in grace. What is that? You grow in your relationship with God. That's a cultivating, where you're cultivating that intimate relationship, that private life that we were talking about just a few minutes ago, where you're growing in grace. And you are growing in knowledge. And see, the thing is, a lot of people grow in knowledge. They know about God. They know about the books of the Bible. They've memorized the verses. They can tell you who Nebuchadnezzar is. They know that an epistle is not the wife of an apostle. Somewhere we like. They know those things, okay? They've memorized them. They know the facts, but a lot of people don't grow in grace. And you've got to find that balance in your spiritual life. We've got to grow in our knowledge. Yes, church, we, we must be growing our knowledge. We must be growing in that area. Absolutely, but we cannot be so heavy-handed on that aspect and forget to grow in the grace of God where we work on our relationship with Him, where we nourish our spirit. And we've got to have both if we are going to be balanced spiritually. And this comes through having a private prayer life. Oh, I know we come to church and we can pray before service, but do we also take that home and have our, uh, have our prayer closet where we find time for God. Come on. We've got to be balanced. We've got to be balanced. And we need to be balanced emotionally. Emotionally. Being out of balance emotionally usually involves either not allowing yourself to experience your feelings as they evolve or, or by avoiding or suppressing them or being so attached to and identified with them that your feelings are all-consuming. Most people... Most people try to avoid emotional as well as physical pain. After all, who wants to be in pain? Nobody. We do, no, okay? No pain? No pain. Okay? Our wishful thinking tells us that if we can just avoid the pain, it won't affect us. Right? If we can just avoid the pain, it won't affect us. Ironically, efforts to keep painful thoughts, feelings, and physical experiences at bay 
may work temporarily, but in the long run, only prolong those experiences and they intensify the suffering connected to them. Avoidance doesn't work because pain is an inevitable part of life. It is an essential aspect of being human. It is in how we choose to respond to the emotional and physical pain we experience that determines whether we are able to get through that pain. You see, avoiding it doesn't work. It kind of works like a pressure cooker. Anybody have a pressure cooker? What an amazing thing that is. Turkey dinner in five minutes. Can you believe it? And it's good. It's not like microwave where you're nuking that bad boy up. No, this is, we are cooking it. But they have what on the side of them? They have a little pressure release valve, right? Because if you were just to pop the top off that thing, my goodness, I don't want to even experience what my kitchen would look like or my face would look like if that were to happen. But a lot of times that's what happens when we're uh, emotionally uh, unbalanced. We, we try to avoid, 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 and all of a sudden we explode. And a lot of times it's not good. It's not good thoughts, good things that happen when we allow that. But we've got to be balanced. Galatians 5, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Here we have a picture of a perfect, emotionally balanced person. You look at these nine qualities. They are the qualities, the qualities of emotional stability. When you're emotionally stable, you're not blown away by, by just any old crisis that comes. No, 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 no. You're able to digest it and to maintain your composure. You know what this Galatians 5 is a picture of? It's a picture of Jesus. Jesus is love. He is joy. He is peace. He is patience. He's all of these things wrapped into one. That's why I submit to you this morning, we need the Holy Ghost in our lives. No Holy Ghost, no spirit, no fruit. We need to be balanced emotionally. We need to have, be also balanced socially. Jesus increased in favor with God and man. God and man. I'm talking about the relationships that we have here this morning. Here's the deal. You can have everything right in your life. And if your relationships are lousy, you know what? Life stinks. It does. You can literally, church, you can literally have it all. You can have the house, you can have the boat, and be able to go on vacation whenever you want. You can have a full bank account, a full head of hair, be popular, people know you. You're successful in your career, you're good at your job, you're good at what you do, but if people are mad at you, if you are at odds with somebody, life is tough. There's not really that joy. It's just kind of a, just this exterior that you put on, this facade that you put on that, yes, I'm good, I'm great, but really, deep down, 
it, it gnaws at you that you're at odds with somebody. And so you need to be balanced socially. Romans 12, 16 says, Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Paul is telling us, live in harmony with one another. He goes on to say, live peaceably with all men. If you look, at, if you look up the word balance in the dictionary, one of the definitions that you're going to find is this. When all of the parts are in harmony... When all of the parts are working together, when all of your relationships are in harmony, there is social balance. Dr. Charles Garfield is a professor of the University of California Medical School in San Francisco. And what they did was they studied 1,500 outstanding achievers in all walks of life, in business, athletics, education, and every area of life. And they were looking for common denominators. What is it that makes all the difference between a person who is a super success and another person who just barely gets by and just has mediocre results? What's the difference? Are there any characteristics or common things that happen of peak performance people and the number one characteristic of the top achievers in the world is that they lead a well-rounded life you know what they are they are balanced individuals balanced people you know, there's a common belief that high achievers, they are extremists. Oh, they are workaholics. That's all they think about is work. That's all they think about is their job. And all they care about is making money. There's this belief that, that high achievers are extremists. But this professor says, that's a misconception. He says, high performance in contrast, they, those people, they are willing to work hard, but within strict limits. For them, work is not everything. And studies show that these people, they know how to relax. They know how to leave their work at the workplace. They know how to, they prize their close friends and their family. They know how to spend a healthy amount of time with their children and their wife. These people are balanced individuals. And so what do we do? How can we be balanced socially? What do we do? How do we get our lives in balance, Bryce? Well, just like every other question that we have about life, I think we should always turn to the Scripture for our answer because how many know the Scripture always has an answer? Amen. I believe that we should look at the Scriptures. Proverbs 14.8 says, The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is to see. Proverbs 14, 15 says, The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. You know what I'm telling me? Wise people think about where they're headed. Wise people think about where they're headed. They give thought to their ways. They consider where they're going. And it's telling me fools deceive themselves. So how do you get balanced in your life? Well, I think it really starts by you taking a good hard look in the mirror and saying, where am I imbalanced at? Church, you need to take inventory of yourself. Where am I out of balance? Look at yourself. Evaluate it. Do a self-examination. Have a spiritual, mental, emotional, social checkup and evaluate your lifestyles because Proverbs is saying it's wise to analyze. 
It's wise to look ourselves in the mirror. And this is where we have to get real honest with ourselves. I don't know about you, but I don't want to wake up one morning and be a gray-haired old man and be saying these words, if only. If, if, if only. If only. And so the question is, how do we avoid that? How do we avoid coming to the end of our days and saying, if only? And Proverbs is telling us, you do it by stopping in the middle of life and analyzing it and looking at it and evaluating, saying, where am I out of balance? What am I missing? The prodigal son in Luke 15, he wanted his money and he wanted it now. And he took it and he ran and he went and had all the fun. He had popularity. He did whatever he wanted to do. And he had a great time. And he ends up living in a pig pen because all of his money ran out. But in Luke 15, 17, this is where we find the turning point in his life. The Bible says he came to himself. He said, he looked at himself in the mirror. He says, what am I doing here? Why am I living here? That may be where some of us are at this morning. And I believe that it should be time to take inventory of your life and your situation. It's time to say, I'm going to get up. I'm not going to waste my life or the rest of my life. I'm going to make it count and I'm going to make it count for God. And the only way to do that, church, is to get in balance. To live a balanced life. Ask yourself, am I mentally sharp? If not, why not? What am I going to do about it? Am I physically balanced? If not, why not? What am I going to do about it? Am I spiritually balanced? Am I emotionally balanced? Am I socially balanced? As our music comes this morning, I hurry to a close. To be balanced, what do we do? How do we get there, Bryce? I've already admitted to you that this balance thing is is hard. But church, I believe that balance is accomplished when you make Jesus Christ the center of your life. The center. Not a two or three or fourth option. The center. Where everything revolves around Him. Just like a wheel, your life has to have something to center on. You will always be out of balance until you get something, one thing, that your life centers on. And you have options. You can center it on making money. But you know where that's going to leave you. You can center it on retiring and, and relaxing. But those things can easily get you out of balance. In a wheel, 
all the power comes through at the point of the hub and then it's distributed out to the differing spokes that turn the wheel likewise in your life when you put Christ in the center of your life the power comes through that and goes out to all those other areas and gives you balance church that's why the Bible says seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these other things will be brought into focus and they'll be brought into balance. Would you stand with me this morning? The scariest thing for me, this is the scariest thing for me. We. We walk through life on this balance beam. And we're really trying. We're really trying to do something for God, to advance the kingdom, to be socially and emotionally balanced, physically balanced, all those things. And we're, we're walking through life one step at a time. Okay? And we're walking. But life is tough, isn't it? Life throws you curveballs. And all of a sudden, what we thought would be there forever is not anymore. And we have friends that turn on us, lie to us. We have family members that do the same. We get in marital difficulties and we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to keep balance all this time. And a lot of times what we do, because we're scared of falling, I'll just get down here. And we'll, we'll hold on as tight as we can because down here is safer. There's less of a chance of me falling if I'm down here holding on like this. And this is the scariest thing to me. A life that is out of balance is a life right there that does nothing for God. It does nothing. I'm going to just, I'll stay right here and I'll just settle in right here and I'll just, I'll have my little family right here and I'll have my safe job and I'll have my safe income and I'll have, I'll have this and I'll just, um, I, I won't fall down here. And we do nothing to advance the kingdom because we are fearful of what might happen.
don't know about you, but I don't know if this is a picture of a life that, oh, you know, it's like we get down here, we want to be safe with life, and we want to just be like, I just want to stay here until I get old, and, 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 then, uh, and then I just want to, you know, we're fearful of everything in life that I just, uh, I just, I hope I pass in this life in my sleep so I don't have to feel the pain. It's like we're, we're, this is a picture of our life. And I don't know if Jesus looks at that life and says, well done. What did you do with the time that you were given? What did you do with the moments, the opportunity? You were appointed. You were spoken into this world for such a time as this. You're not here by accident. You're here by purpose. Yes. And the bottom line is finding balance. And Jesus wants to be the center of your life. Would you bow your head, close your eyes with me this morning? Talk to the Lord just in the closing moments of this service. I believe you can start over right now. You can have a new beginning right now. You can have a clean slate right now. You can get your personal life in balance right now. All you got to do is say, Jesus, Lord, be the center of my all. Be the center of everything because I know that's how balance will be accomplished. Come on, talk to the Lord right now in this place. Lord, help me. Help me to be emotionally balanced, God. Help me to be socially balanced, God. Help me to grow in stature. Help me to grow in wisdom, God. Help me to grow in the knowledge and the grace, God, this morning. God, help me to grow in those areas so that I can live a balanced life, God. I know sometimes it may seem that I'm on the balance beam all by myself, but truth be told, God, I'm holding your hand the entire way, and you won't let me fall God you won't let me fail if you remain the center of it all hallelujah 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 thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church podcast you can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family if you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.